0: Agent, hey
1: guys, this is your boy Rock is here letting you guys know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by After Midnight Design. They got one of the coolest shirt makers in the world today, and they're sponsoring yours truly. You can find them on Instagram and any other social media outlet. Brian, what are you gonna tell the fans?
2: Oh my goodness, enjoy the show, don't you know? There you go. <laughs>
0: Bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang! Bang! Here I come. Bang! You wanna throw him sometime? Bang! who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? no not wrong Who the fuck is that? Shut up! You don't fucking fight to beat me! Alright! We got the ring, motherfucker! I am really boxing. Want everything he's gonna know is no getting him knocked. Guy comes up off his damn fight, big deal. Wanna fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I must be the greatest. It's all the way.
1: And what is happening, motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Ruckus Boxing Cipher. I am your host, Ruckus, here in the Rammy Alcoholic Studio. Talking to my brother via phone, of course, like always, cause he can never be here. We got the man, the myth, the legend. The man don't call me at ten o'clock at night because I gotta go to work at eight o'clock in the morning. B Ray in the motherfucking house. B Ray. I was
0: born
2: Oh my goodness. I'm you know what? Again, man, I was fucking tired. Okay, man, so just I'll make some slack, all right? I'll cut you some dick.
1: <laughs> oh, walked right into that one, man. Yeah, you walked right into this this one, like my dick. <laughs> anyway, what's up, man? Good. How was your weekend, Brian?
2: Uh I'm busy. Uh, we're very busy. Busy at work, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty well, busy. And of course, you know, I had uh, had some family coming over. Yeah. So. Well, indeed,
1: it was busy. Not only were you busy, but it was also a busy weekend for boxing. Boxing was a busy weekend. Uh, Totally. It was a busy weekend in boxing. We had on ESPN, we had Ray Beltron fighting for the IBN or the WBO, which is basically top ranked favorite belt fighting and winning, and possibly uh, becoming a uh, Lomachenko opponent in May by winning that fight. And then, we, mm-hmm. and then Saturday, we had a double header, two fucking boxing cards. One on Fox, regular Fox, not Fox Sports, but regular Fox with Ortiz Alexander. And then when you were done watching that fight, you shot your ass to Showtime to watch basically a double, a triple header, a uh, triple card with the main event being the return of Danny Garcia against the return of Brandon Bam Bam Rios. Brian, did you at least catch any of these three fucking fights on Friday and Saturday?
2: I I did catch the uh, Victor Ortiz and uh, and David Alexander, I believe that's his thing. and yeah. I think that's the only one I saw. I see the only fight I saw. I saw highlights of the Garcia rios fight, and it was a uh, it was a good night for boxing, especially for Showtime. I let's felt put it that way.
1: It, it was a great night for boxing for boxing fans mm-hmm. for casual fans who don't who like boxing. It, it was a great night. Uh, I think uh, I didn't get a chance to see the Belchon fight. I heard he did okay. Not good enough to where if he does become a future opponent for um, Vasily Lomachenko, it's uh, worthy uh. enough for the fans to want to watch it. So we'll see what happens there. But I did get a chance to see uh, the Fox card, which was uh, Devon Alexander. Devon the Great Alexander versus Vicious Victor Ortiz. Um, I did see that fight. I felt uh, it was uh, not a draw. The for you guys, spoiler alert, who haven't seen the fight or don't like to be on social media, but Devin Alexander Victor Ortiz ended in a draw. Brian, which, I mean, we we both felt, I think we both predicted that Devin Alexander was going to win, right? And we both said by decision. Mm, yeah. Both of us said by decision. Um, we were right. Uh, except the only ones that were wrong were the judges for scoring it a draw. Let me tell you, man.
2: It's I I really fucking hate seeing that. I remember we talked about this. Man. I don't want to waste my energy getting frustrated about it, but it, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, there's no way, no way. So one person can tell me, look me in the eye and say, yeah, I saw this a draw. It was a close fight. No way. I, I Alexander gave, was outboxing him.
1: He was outboxing out him? Outboxing Ortiz. He was. I gave Alexander nine rounds. I was able to find three rounds. For Victor Ortiz, Uh, I think it was the eleventh round. Uh, I think the eighth round, and I think the fourth round. So I think four, eight, and eleven were the three rounds I gave Victor. Other than that, I gave Devin Alexander every round. uh, Every round besides those, I just called out when I heard the scorecards. It was a I think a my a majority draw. I think it was. I'm not too familiar. I I forgot.
2: I think it was. Yeah, I I think if I if I can remember. One judge
1: had 115,
2: 113 for
1: Ortiz. Again, a a that is preposterous. That is crazy that you have Victor Ortiz Tell winning anybody. that fight. Uh, Devin Alexander, uh, at age, I think, 33, 34, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was a bigger, faster fighter. He was mm-hmm. throwing the harder punches on Ortiz. Ortiz did not know what to do with Ale- uh, with Alexander. Uh, Ortiz's face looked like he was getting beat up. He had a black eye. His face was a little yeah. His face was starting to show some marks of those punches that Alexander was throwing. I don't see where a judge can score 115-113 for Victor Ortiz, but in boxing it happens. I mean, if I if I were to, you know, give a dollar every time I were to say, I don't I can't see why a judge would give this round to that one. I would be a millionaire by now. Seriously. Yeah, uh, it's per- I agree. it's uh, outrageous, but what can we do? This is a sport. I mean, like you said, it's it's a waste of time to at least talk about how bad the judging was. But uh, what 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 were you what did you think of Alexander's performance though? Besides besides knowing yeah he outboxed him, but uh, after this after this fight, what were your what were your what were your expectations for this fight, and what did you think after the fight for um, Devin Alexander?
2: I really thought this was going to be a bit of, like, back and forth. I really thought that. But, man, after, like, maybe, like, three, four rounds, like, oh, he really, he just off boxed again, man. This is, this is basically one-sided, I go. I That's how I felt. So, yeah. for David Alexander, um, he looked yeah, He, he looked pretty good. Um, all I can say is, I mean, to me, I feel like maybe a rematch is maybe, maybe not It won't favor him, No, I think he's just just move on and get the next best fight that he can get. That's just my opinion. I think he'll fuck with these, but he looked really good. He
1: looked great. He looked good. He looked good. Um, I liked his performance uh, to assess it. My expectation was basically what I said. Bring back a little bit of the old Devin Alexander, the flashiness, the movements, the hard punching. Mm -hmm. He's not a hard puncher at 147 like he was at 140, but... I saw glimpses of of the old Devin Alexander in this fight, so I think uh, my expectations were somewhat met. Uh, what do I think of his performance? I feel he won. I think there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I also feel that you're right. There's no need for a rematch. There's no need for uh, to go back to that fight. You have already proven a lot of the fans ringside, a lot of the people watching that fight knew you won. I think your next step is to possibly fight uh, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter. Terence uh, uh Terence uh, yeah Terence Crawford if he if he wins against um, Jeff Warren this uh, which we'll talk about later in the show or Danny Garcia you know you, you you your options are now open because you look so good and everybody knows you won so I don't think his yeah. stock I don't think he I don't think this fight hurt him I think this fight gave him more of the attention and for fans to be like well no he beat Victor I think he can do a good job be competitive against the spiders I just named I think he did that good of a yeah. job. What? What is
2: hey. your... Oh, sorry. What? No, I agree. It really opened doors for, for him, for Alexander. It really opened doors for him for some good potential fights out there. And you, you just named some of the good fighters right now that he can face next. Yeah.
1: And uh, Victor Ortiz. I mean, we both said that Victor... We, this fight was the determined if Victor still had it. We wanted to see what he could bring to the table. Me and you thought he was probably going to quit because Alexander was going to be too much for him. He stood in there. He got beat up. He never quit. He kept coming in, kept coming forward. Uh, What is your take on uh, Victor? What was your expectations for the fight? And what do you think now after the fight, where does Victor go?
2: Uh, again, I, I didn't expect too much of him to get beat. Like, I just thought he was just going kind to of bust, you know, bust his a bit and that's it but to me it's it, it felt as if like uh, he I felt like he need, he just needs to give it up already like I don't know I, I don't I don't see very much special of him anymore it, 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 you're right I agree I, I'm surprised he didn't quit but I feel he's just hanging up I feel he just can't hang with these uh, with these fighters anymore but I don't
1: know where he'll go from here, really. I really don't know. Well, I mean, my expectation was to see vintage Ortiz, the Ortiz that showed up to fight Berto. I think maybe that was a...
2: Yeah, like, exactly. Just come on and, you know, bust
1: a Yeah, I think that was just, I don't know what what brought that about. But uh, he stood in there. He was losing the fight. He wasn't able to be effective against um, Alexander... But he never he, he never gave up. The old Victor, I mean Victor Ortiz, not the old, but Victor Ortiz's reputation in boxing has always been when the fight gets tough, when the fight doesn't go his way, he finds a way to quit. He didn't quit. He went the full ten, the full twelve rounds. Uh, so that's that's a good thing. Uh, what what is next for him? I think, yeah, he got beat up a little bit, but he still has a name. You got to remember, Victor still. I know you're saying he's done. Yeah, you're right, but. Um, he still has a name for himself in the boxing world, you know, and outside the boxing world with people, you know, recognizing him on um, the movies like Southpaw, the Expendables. Uh, I forget what other movies he's shown up. You he's recognizable. So I think uh, he could be in a future opponent for any of the again, any of the guys that like, uh, maybe Keith Thurman is looking for a comeback fight. And, you know, Victor, Victor doesn't offer you that much of a threat and you can probably fight Victor in your comeback fight. Victor's not much of a threat. He was not able to, to cl- to do anything to Alexander. What's he gonna do to a guy like Keith Thurman, who's at the top of his game right now in his prime? He could possibly be a opponent for that. Uh, you know, Danny it's Garcia. Like D- Danny Gar- yeah, Danny Garcia could look for him. Um, I know I'm gonna come back to the these two guys later in the show because I kind of have an idea what they can do with these two guys, even though it ended in a draw. So the outcome of this uh-huh. fight uh it ended the way it ended uh both guys need i think alexander left more impressive and uh-huh. with this his future still brighter ortiz is still kind of in the middle of is he still relevant to fight against the top guys in the division or is he gonna just be you know always coming up short so we're gonna see on that on that end but uh did you catch? Did you watch the undercards of those fights? Um, I saw them. I thought they were okay. I yeah, I, I only
2: saw the one that you told me to keep an eye on. The, the kid from uh, Santa Maria, Santa Maria from Santa Maria. So I saw that one. You you looked pretty good. So I still know what I saw. Okay, the only fight I saw before I went to I went to see the Orteza. I fight.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so uh, let's go to our next topic. Uh, the the... The main event, uh, Danny Garcia coming back in the 11th month layoff. His last fight was against Keith Thurman in which he f- he took his first loss in his professional career. He came back uh, Saturday night against Brandon Rios who had fought last year and also was coming off a long layoff. He came back and many fans, uh, many critics, many bloggers, uh, many box uh, casual boxing fans were saying this was a one-sided fight. That this was a cherry pick, that Brandon Reels is nobody. Uh, Brandon Reels is not going to come in shape, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we heard it all. Uh, Brandon Reels uh, came in shape, he came in at 146 and a half pounds. He looked great. Uh, he in the best shape you know, in all his life. I've never seen him. In his, great men- shape. his mental, he looked mentally prepared. Uh, the fight was great, I think. Uh, I know. I know. Last week, both of us were saying, "Look, you know, Danny's gonna win." You said he was gonna win by knockout, and uh, I think you said knockout in the middle rounds, right? Uh
2: I, I think so. Yeah. I
1: said I said, yeah. said TKO between nine and ten. Uh, the fight was declared a TKO, but I think it should have been a knockout. But Brandon's big heart and everything. But uh, uh. We both said Danny was gonna win, even though deep down in our hearts we wanted Brandon to win. Because I feel we we both yeah. felt that Brandon deserved this type of win, you know. To you know, because who Brandon real is, we both felt like you know. Imagine if Brandon wins, this is like the Cinderella type story. This motherfucker is gonna get his like uh WWE. Uh, here's a WWE thing for you. Guys. He's gonna get his WrestleMania moment right here if he wins and this mm-hmm. and that. And it didn't come to that. Uh, round one. Uh, I mean uh danny garcia came and and exactly what it, we said he was gonna do he was gonna counter punch him he was gonna for the first time in many fights danny garcia was the faster more faster more effective fighter he was a he was fast-handed he was able to use that lateral movement better brandon rios who is known for being a slugger and also a guy who starts off slow and later on starts picking up the pace. Was uh, was that fighter? It was basically how me and you called called it. It was gonna be Danny Garcia pick shot, uh, picking his punches, landing the harder shots, and and you called saying, Th- "those shots were gonna start taking a toll," and he was gonna he was gonna put down Brandon Rios. I said Brandon sure. was gonna. I said Brandon was gonna take those shots. He was not gonna quit, and that the ref was gonna stop the fight because he's gonna say, "You had enough, son. You've had enough." And I think we were both right, cause uh. I mean, you saw the shot. He landed that shot. He looked like the lights went out in Georgia. He fell. Yeah. He fell. I was like, oh, my God. He's He knocked him out. He he, he, he he KO'd his ass. And the ref starts counting. Brandon's getting up. And I'm like, what the fuck? If that right hand would have landed on a Keith Thurman or any other welterweight, that punch would have probably knocked anybody out. Brandon Rios... Has an iron chin, and yeah, he got hit, he got knocked out, but he got back up. And then Kenny Bayless told him, Take two steps forward, are you okay? Brandon's like, Yeah, yeah, took two steps forward. Kinda, he stumbled, kind
2: of stumbled a bit. And yeah. then
1: Kenny Bayless said, Now you've had enough, son, you've had enough. And there was like 43 seconds left on the clock. I know I'm reading on social media, like, they should have let the fight go on a little longer. You should, and Brandon Real, even said, He should have let me go out like a warrior. I could have held him. I could have moved around a little bit. Who knows? But I think uh, to to end what I'm going to say right now, I think we were both right. You called knockout, I called TKO. You said that, bro, Danny Garcia's punches were going to start taking effect in the later round and he was going to get that punch. He was going to get that knockout. I said that his punches were going to start taking a toll, but random reels was Heart and determination, and webbles were gonna keep moving forward, and that it was gonna either be the corner or the ref who stopped the fight. So I think at the end of the day, we were both right on how outcome of this fight was.
2: Oh, definitely because Brandon Rios always had always that heart, and he showed it in that fight. He looked like, great, then, dude. Again, I saw I saw highlights, and he he did he did the best he could. But I didn't he good, just, dude. Like A I think man Brandon that. Rios. I, I
1: was talking to I was talking to my wife after the fight, and I went, you know what? I think if Brandon would have fought two more fights before this fight, he would have been better. I think the last time Brandon fought was I think before I think after, I think around September. I think after before the I think after the Triple G fight he fought. So that was what. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, he wasn't as active as he needs to be, and you did fight. You know, and you were coming off a three-year layoff, and you fought on Journeyman, uh-huh. and then your next fight you're fighting against one of the top welterweights in the world. I think he should have fought another fight in between before he he fought uh, Danny Garcia. Um, Brandon looked great. He looked, like I said again, he looked in shape. He looked good. I just felt his timing was a little off. Um, I think I'll say this. I think by the time Brandon Reels was able to get his rhythm going, was able to cut off the ring effectively, was able to start fighting, yeah. was, was able to measure and the the punches right and land the uppercuts, by that time Danny Garcia had already timed Brandon Reels, it was already starting to pick him apart. So by the time Brandon Reels started getting started getting the momentum going, Danny already figured it out and Danny was starting to pick him apart and he saw the he saw the mistake that Brandon was starting to lower his hand down Round after round, and yeah, he, he threw the jab, and it was a lazy jab, and Danny Garcia just landed that straight right hand. And, and everyone's amazed because Danny Garcia is a left-handed puncher, a devastating left-handed puncher, and he landed that devastating right hand. And um, I think, you know, like Danny, um, I mean, Danny, Brandon said it straight out, you know, hey, he was the better man tonight. He caught me with a good punch. Um. Uh, <laughs> I gave Brandon Reels yeah. I think I gave Brandon Reels three rounds out of the whole fight. So out of ten rounds, I gave him three. Uh, yeah, I gave Danny Garcia seven rounds. I know some judges didn't give anything to to, to Brandon, but I gave Brandon Reels three good rounds. He, um, it was a good fight, man. I was really impressed. Uh, both guys showed each other respect after the fight. You know, saying, "Hey, you know, you're a good fighter. You, I, we expected the best out of you." Um, I think uh, Danny Garcia wins and he moves forward to possibly fighting uh, Thurman, Porter, Spence, uh, uh, any of I those guys. Yeah. Terrence Crawford, maybe. Brandon Rios, and I said this last week and you, me, both of us agreed. If Brandon loses, but loses impressively, he still has a name out there. And I think, yeah, he got knocked out, but. Before he got knocked out, he was. Start- People were impressed. People thought this was going to be a one-sided fight, and instead, it was a competitive fight. Brandon was a competitive. He was able to cut off the ring. He was able to land clean punches. He was able to be. He was able to work in the inside. Um, it was just like I said. By the time Brandon was able to do all that. Danny Garcia had already figured that out. He got the timing set. He was able to land the punches. He was able to land at will now. And by that time, there was no, the, uh, there was no, there was no going back. Brandon was already in that fight. Uh, he he went. He got in there too late. And I think maybe that had to do with the ring rust. Same thing with Danny. Danny was able to find his his timing later in the round because by that time the ring rust has worn off. But. You is know, it... like it was like I said, it's a good fight. I think that uh, Brandon Real still has a good name out there. Um, I don't think he should retire. I know people were like, "Oh, he should retire. He's a bum." No, I don't think he's a bum. He impressed me. If he is willing to take this boxing thing serious, I can still see him fighting against top fighters still.
2: I just think he needs to be I guess, a little more patient. I mean, you said it. I think he before he gets like another fight like that, like another another. Pretty good fight, big fight like like And Danny Garcia, uh, you're right. I think he does need a, like, a tune up fight, like maybe two three, five, man, or three fights, man. maybe four.
1: Before he sets up to the top contenders. Hey, I think he, uh, like I said, I think he does, man. Like he looked, I mean, you didn't get to see the fight, Brian. I was watching the fight, and uh, even though I I said Danny was going to win, I was rooting for Brandon. Um, I was in my living room watching the fight, and Every time Brandon reels would pin Danny Garcia on the ropes, and Brandon was trying to get his work in. I'm like, "Come on, Brandon, you got this, you got this." We hit him in the body, let that uppercut go, and I'm yelling at the TV. I'm I'm applauding every time. I, I was cheering for Brandon, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie here to the fans. I'm not gonna lie to you. I knew I knew Danny was gonna win, but deep down inside, I wanted Brandon to win because I feel Brandon needed this win, needed this win more than Danny did.
2: And uh, I, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, again, like I said it on Instagram. I mean, I, I said it. I gotta admit, I'm rooting for Dan, uh Brandon Rios for the win. But and and,
1: and the crowd but, was yeah. and the crowd was pro Brandon Reels, man. It was pro Brandon. The, 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 really? The, they were chanting Rios, Rios. It, it was a, it was a pro Brandon Rios crowd. Uh, you know, I, I think that also shows he still has a name. So I know the. I know that last week he said if Victor Ortiz wins and Brandon wins, it's still they can set up a fight. Well, the fight's still there, man. The fight is still there. You know, if Victor's looking for another if Victor Ortiz is looking for another way to get into that getting into get into the into the sweepstakes of possibly fighting against the top Walter weights, and Brandon Reels is still trying and Brandon Reel just showed that he you know, with a little bit more, a couple more fights in him to get the ring rust off. And we just saw how dedicated he is. He just needs an impressive win. If Brandon can get an, an impressive win against a, a good name or a top fighter, he can put himself in that list. Um, so I think a Brandon Reels victor Ortiz fight is still interesting. And that fight can still put them in the list to possibly fight against the, the Spence, the Thurmans, the, the Crawfords of the world.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I, People are, are still saying that like, Hey, everyone still wants to see uh, uh, Rios uh, Ortiz fight So that fight can still be made And I, I do And yeah, I, I do feel like Rios can bounce back And I, I don't think he should retire But I think there's a good chance he, he will bounce back
1: I think he will I think he He'll bounce back But um So talking So the fights The fights are over we the winners are winners are in, and did you get a chance to see the argument between Sean Porter and Keith Thurman backstage before the before the Showtime card started? Yeah, and
2: then I saw that video. It was it was fucking funny. I mean, fucking, fucking ridiculous.
1: Uh, uh, Sean Porter calling out Thurman saying, "Hey, let's fight." Uh, Keith is saying, "Hey, call Al Heyman. Let's get this fight going." You. You were easy work the first time. You're going to be easy work the second time. He's saying, okay, let's do it then. Let's fight. Why do you need a tune-up? If I'm easy work, let's fight. And then uh, Keith, Keith Thurman is trying to be all cool, suave, you know, playing the whole I'm the ace side. I choose who I want to fight. I will tell you when I'm ready to fight and blah, blah, blah. And then Sean Porter saying, you know, when the fans ask us why we're not, why this fight isn't happening is because, and I'm using my words, it's because this motherfucker hasn't decided to fight any of us yet. <laughs> he basically said it like that. If if you're wondering why I'm not fighting, and and all these fighters, it's because we're waiting for this motherfucker to decide who he's going to fight. And they got in, they got face to face, and it was a face off, and they looked very heated. Both guys, you know, being competitive, being machos, wearing each other's faces, and it was entertaining. It was very. Um, very entertaining, especially uh, leading into the fight. Danny Garcia is talking about, you know, I want to fight these guys, you know, and and no one's afraid of Terence Crawford, and everybody was there this weekend at Vegas except for one fighter, that was uh, Earl Spence. But Earl Spence did tweet out saying that you know these guys are lame because you got Sean Porter talking about I want to I want to fight you Thurman I want to fight you, and then going into our next topic after after Danny Garcia wins. Who jumps into the ring, WWE style, and interrupts Danny Garcia's post-fight interview with a Showtime's Jim Gray going, whoo, 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 like, all that shit, walking in and talking about, hey, let's get this shit done, man, let's get it, you know, going in there like uh like he was Clubber Lang from Rocky 3 going, hey, hey, woman,
2: hey, woman, you want to come in with the real man? I mean, it's funny that they're saying that they'll fight this person and all that, but the one person they're not mentioning, really, is Arofins Jr. It's, it's hilarious. And, of course, I mean, the comments people are saying it. it's pretty ridiculous that the wants to fight Garcia, and Garcia owns no belts. I mean, it's, it's fucking funny. It's, it's hilarious and it's pathetic of the excuses they make that they they, they don't want to fight Arofins. I saw the video. What Porter said that you know, this oh yeah, the reason I want to fight uh, Errol Spence is I was thinking about him two or three years ago. Well, it's really pathetic, and, and we can uh, say Errol Spence is the most avoided uh, fighter right now in that division. Well,
1: the funny thing is that Sean Porter is out there confronting Keith Thurman, confronting Danny Garcia. He didn't confront Errol Spence. I know that uh, uh, on a podcast I was listening to earlier today, uh, the Boxing Voice. They had Kenny Porter, which is the manager and also the father of Sean Porter. And he's saying, look, we'll fight him. We don't want to fight for the belt, though, because we've invested so much money on the WBC. We're not going to throw away our money to fight Earl Spence. If Earl Spence wants to fight us, tell us how much, because we're not going to fight for no $100,000. We're out here making real money. So basically saying we'll fight you if the money is right. Offer us good money. Don't offer us shit. Offer us good money. So that's Kenny Porter, though. Wow. That's Kenny Porter. Uh, like I said, uh, that was on a on another podcast. I was listening to earlier today. Uh, but I, I know the outcry is okay, Sean. You you stepped up to Thurman. You stepped up to Danny. Why aren't you stepping up to a uh, to to Errol Spence? You know. Well, by the way, that's
2: the same belt that he lost, right, to kill Brook? Yeah. Exactly. So people were saying, like, why, why don't you
1: want to regain that title back? Well, what ended up happening was when he lost the title uh, in the rankings, they threw him out of the rankings. He was no longer the number one fighter for the IBF. He was ranked number 25. Wow. He fell to the bottom even though he was the champion for that title after he had successfully defended it prior to that. Yeah. So... I think, they were, I think the Porters are more kind of like, what the fuck? We, we defended our title. We lost it. We should be the number one contender. Instead, you take us out of the rankings? Why? That makes no fucking sense. Well, you guess what? Fuck you. We're not going to fight for your little stupid title. We're going to go out there and try to get the other fights, which was the the Keith Thurman fight, which Keith Thurman holds the WBA and the WBC. And uh, Sean Porter fought... Uh, Andre Berto to become the number one contender for the WBC he defended his number one contendership against uh, Adrian Granados so the they have basically paid sanctioning fees for the number one contendership they've paid sanctioning fees to defend that to defend that number one contender so to them they're looking at it as well fuck the IBF we'll fight you Keith and we'll fight you Earl but we're not fighting for your stupid measly title because we don't give a fuck about your title. We care about this because we've been putting our money into this. So, and Brandon Rios versus Danny Garcia was supposed to be the winner of that fight. Fought the winner of Sean Porter Keith Thurman if they're able to fight. But the way Keith Thurman is making it seem, um, Danny's easy work, Sean is easy work, and uh, I'll fight Keith. Th- I'll fight Errol Spence when I'm good and ready. You know, uh, he ain't ready yet. You know, he ain't ready yet. All eyes on me. He ain't ready.
2: Well, you know, he seems pretty confident of beating Earl uh, Spence. I read the comment he said that he was going to make everyone, you know, feel sorry, feel bad for betting against him.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, he feels very confident now. It's, I mean, give me a, sounds
1: like. Hey, Brian, give me a quick sack. I got to take a little piss real quick, yeah? Yeah, no problem. Piss break what's going on my boxing freaks it's your boy ruckus reminding you you guys can hit us up on instagram at ruckus box every podcast and also you can hit up b-ray at b-ray 89 on instagram hit us up spread the word and hit that like button deuces All hey, we're back guys Woo! need to take that piss break but um, going back to it brian sean porter uh basically bum rushed both uh Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. And hopefully he he gets a fight. Um is he gonna fight? First of all, is Keith Thurman who is he gonna fight? You know, rumors were he was gonna fight Jesse Vargas. Now there is he's not gonna fight Jesse Vargas. Who is he gonna fight?
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. They're they they have not made the announcement yet. So I can't imagine who can he, maybe Jesse Vargas, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But so far no as known as
1: You know where does Danny Garcia go from here? Um, I know that the people were interested in watching him fight Sean Porter now. After that little after that little beef they had in ring, and when she told him get the fuck out of here, this is the Danny Garcia show. You know, and they told him. I think that might be the next fight. (laughs) That could be the next fight. You know, that makes a lot more sense now, especially Mm. if you are waiting for Keith Thurman to. Decide what the fuck to do. I mean, he doesn't seem like he knows. He knows he's fighting May nineteenth. We just don't know against yeah. who. I know that uh, Josecito Lopez was ringside, who is being who is also trained by Robert Garcia, who trained Brandon Rios. I know that Jesse Vargas was there. Um, those guys are both welterweights. Um, I don't know who who else he, he um, Keith Thurman could fight as a comeback fight because he made it very clear my elbow Mm -hmm. i had elbow surgery i am not going to come right back and fight one of you guys first i need a tune-up fight um i know a lot of fans are like well what the fuck?" you know the best fight the best um i i agree to that to a certain extent i think when you've taken a long layoff like uh Mm -hmm. like keith thurman has taken and not a long layoff to enjoy because you went back to back fighting sean porter danny garcia and while that happened, you injured your shoulder. You took a vacation. You took surgery to heal this injury you had. Your first—I mean—I think it's acceptable that your first fight back is against the guy that you're just—you're just there to see how your shoulder's doing. Um, mm-hmm. So I understand he wants to take a tuna fight. Um, I know the fans out here don't understand that. I do here at the show. We do understand that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, don't make it seem. Don't make that your primary excuse of why you're not fighting these guys. You know, why isn't he saying, look, after I fight this, after I beat who I fight, whoever it may be, I'm going to fight you, Sean Porter. Because the funny thing was, he's always said he wants to go and give back the rematches to Sean Porter first because he beat Sean Porter, and then go back to Danny Garcia and do that. Out of nowhere now, he's like, well, I'll do what I want to do, whatever makes financial sense to me. Blah blah blah. All that good shit. He's only talking about them. You know. Sean Porter's getting kind of fed up here because, you know, he was supposed to fight. He was supposed to fight the winner of Garcia Thurman. Thurman won. He thought he was gonna fight Thurman. Thurman instead said, Hey, I injured my shoulder. So then Sean Porter then fought Andre Berto to stay busy. He fought Berto. Uh Rumors were he was going to fight Danny Garcia, but Danny Garcia said, you know what? I want to take a vacation. I'm not going to fight. Uh, Keith Thurman said, I'm going to mm-hmm. probably come back around this time. So Sean Porter took the Adrian Granados fight, and now he's kind of left thinking, okay, who am I going to fight next? Because I'm not going to fight a bum. I don't want to fight a bum. I want to fight you guys. Um, I know Earl Spence looking for an opponent, but like I said earlier in the show, um, Ken, um, Sean Porter's dad is saying, look, he hasn't called us. And if he does call us, he needs to offer us better money, because whatever money he's gonna offer us, we're not gonna take no five hundred thousand dollars. We want two million to three million dollars to fight Earl Spence Jr. You know, you need to really? make it worth to fight you, because we're not gonna just we're not gonna fight you for your shitty title. We're just gonna fight you to fight you. So again, the welterweight division is left in limbo. Uh, like Errol Spence, um, Errol Spence, like Sean Porter said in the interview. Um, I'm backstage The reason why The big The wealth, the big welterweights Are not fighting each other Because we're all waiting For fucking Keith Thurman To grow yeah, some sure. fucking webbles So
2: Seems like it Yeah That seems about right And then wow right and, and I mean Fucking Keith I mean he, I mean He He feels like he's. I mean He is the I guess the top welterweight Right now And you can tell man He's just he just feeling
1: himself, you know. A little bit you know too it. much for my liking, but at the same time, it's kind of yeah. like it's 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 uh, it's common that happens in boxing. It's very common. We saw Mayweather. We saw Mayweather do that for years, where you know a lot yeah. of these, a lot of these fighters would not do nothing, hoping they their number would get called in there that they would win the Mayweather sweepstakes. You know, perfect example, Amir Khan held his career for almost a year and a half, hoping, praying that he would get a Mayweather fight. He never got it. Um, You had guys, you had um, a lot of fighters hoping that they would get this opportunity. You know, so the Welterweight division was kind of left, but left kind of like, okay, what's going to happen? Am I going to get picked? Am I going to get picked? So I could see it. It's happened before, but I think now with. Uh, knowing that Keith Thurman fought guys like Sean Porter and Danny Garcia, the next logical step is, okay, fight Earl Spence. But we're impatient. And this could be to, due to the fact that we waited five years to watch the biggest welterweight fight become the most boring, uh, boring fight of all times. Because one guy was injured and did not want to disclose that. And because of another guy's um, certain boxing style made it a boring fight. So now we just want to see the fights mm-hmm. now. We don't want to wait long. We don't want to wait. We want to see the fight now. So I think that's what's happening here. But uh, thinking about it right now, and while we were talking, uh, the one fighter that no one has mentioned, and they do mention him, um, but they only say, well, we got to wait to see what happens. Uh everyone you know, Sean wants to fight Danny, Sean wants to fight Keith. Sean said he'll maybe fight Earl Spence if the money's right. Uh Keith and Danny don't even seem like they want to fight Earl Spence. They make these excuses like, Well, I don't know who he was three years ago, or it has to make uh like Keith Thurman says, I'll fight him when I'm good and ready. I'll fight him when when I think it's it's ready to be done. Danny's kinda like, Well, I've never been ducking him, but you're not saying you'll fight him. The one fighter uh, that everyone forgets who's fighting in April is Terrence
2: Bud Crawford. Yeah, well, he's a very easy one to actually avoid saying that I haven't seen him fight. <laughs> so, yeah, because everyone's like, well, I don't know what he's going to Real curious, man. So I'm really
1: curious to see how he's going to be on that division.
2: Well, I think he'll
1: do good. Well, looking for... Um, well, it was announced that April, is it April 12th? April 14th, I think they said. April 14th, ESPN pay-per-view will bring you live from the Mandalay Bay? Or is it MGM? I forgot. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think MGM Grand, I believe. The MGM Grand will bring you the WBO welterweight champion, Jeff Horn, versus the That's former the undisputed uh, the junior, the junior welterweight champion, Terrence Bud Crawford. And in the other card, you got Manny Pacquiao against an opponent to be determined. Many people are pointing at uh, Mike Alvarado, with also the possibility of maybe Lucas the Machine or La Machina Matisse. Now, while we're on the topic of welterweights, you're right. Everyone is, um, everyone is saying, well, we don't know what Keith is going to do yet. You know, but Keith. Well, we don't know what Terence Crawford is, is uh, what he can do at welterweight. We got to wait and see. You know we can't talk about him. We gotta wait and see. You know, Earl Spence said that. Danny Garcia said that. Sean Porter said that. And Keith Thurman have said that. Um, do they know something we don't know? Because I honestly think that um, key, um shit, Terence Crawford is gonna basically fuck up Jeff Horn. He's gonna fuck him up.
2: But do these but do these do these fighters really do these fighters but know some something we don't? people like to don't. think that you know we might be underestimating him.
1: Man, it's not that we're underestimating Jeff Horn. We know how good Terrence Crawford is. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, yeah. underestimating, Brian. We know how good Terrence is. He ain't no slouch. He's a beast. Uh, Mother-
2: the motherfucker's a, beast, a, right? motherfucker's a killer,
1: dude. He's a fucking killer. He's a bastard in that ring. We know what he can do. We saw what he's capable of when he fought at 140 pounds. Yeah, he's moving up 7 pounds, but... That doesn't take away the skills he has. Uh-huh. That just doesn't take away the skills. Okay, perfect example. When Danny Garcia said, I am moving up to welterweight, Sean Porter wanted to fight him. Keith Thurman wanted to fight him. Earl Spence wanted to fight him. You didn't hear You didn't hear Keith Thurman, Earl Spence, or Sean Porter say, ah, you know what? I don't know. I, we don't know what Danny's made of. We don't know what he can do at welterweight yet. We got to wait and see. I got to wait and see what he could do at welterweight first before I decide yeah, to fight him. Sure. So my question is, what does Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, Errol Spence know that we don't know, that they're all four of them are saying the exact same thing? We do not know what Errol, uh, Terrence Crawford can do yet because we haven't seen him fight at welterweight yet. So what do they know that we don't know? Or is it that they're being advised by Al Heyman to say that because... Al Heyman and Top Rank haven't really worked together since the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. But even though Top Rank has said that in the near future the biggest pay per view fight to be made is Terence Crawford versus Earl Spence, that is the biggest pay per view fight that can be made later in the future. So I ask you again, what do these fighters mm-hmm. know that we don't know that they think that? Oh well, we don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about Crawford yet because we don't know what he can do yet. You know, even though we know what he's capable, we all know what he's capable. We've all seen it. We all seen him knock knock out Ndongo with a body shot. So we all know what he's capable of doing. So what do we? What do they know? What the fuck do these guys know we don't know? I know they're fighters. We're not fighters. I mean, I've I've been in the ring. I've I've sparred. I've done my things. I, I consider myself a student of the game. But I have not fought in the elite level that these guys are fighting in. So what do these elite fighters know that I don't know? That's my that, that's the question I'm asking you, Brian.
2: It's, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't really question you that. Like, what the fuck do they know that we don't know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easy they look at this guy and they go, Fuck, man. He's just someone you just don't want to mess with you I mean, you said like when Danny Garcia went to 147. I said you said it, most of them go, yeah, I would easily want to fight him right now. But Terence Crawford man is just uh, again he's a beast, and that's just someone they 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 look at and go, hey, you have to be very careful and be wise if you want to step in the ring with him or not. I think that's what it is. <coughs> Seriously, dude. Um, that's what it is. Like they're like, oh, okay, he's going up to 147. Shit, then. I, I gotta be careful with this then. It, 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 in other words, it's fear. I, I think it's fear. Intimidation. They easily Crawford intimidates a lot of fighters right now. The same goes with Errol Spence. So he intimidates you. He really does.
1: Yeah, I could. Yeah, he's intimidating. No one's taking away that he is a very intimidating uh, fighter. Huh? Um, but again, um, like again, like I say again. These guys are saying we haven't seen what he's what he can do at welterweight. Uh, he is fighting Jeff Horn. I think if we look at the betting odds, he is the heavy favorite to yeah. beat Jeff Horn. Uh, now that it's been announced that Jeff Horn and Crawford is signed, my question is: What do you think of Manny Pacquiao being on
2: the undercard
1: of a Jeff Horn fight? <laughs>
2: Sounds like a sad story, man. That's again, it's just sad. Manny Pacquiao, who's considered uh what what, the fighter of the decade. Now he's on the undercard? Yep. It's really sad. It's a sad fucking story. And it just, you know, makes me shake my head. Like, uh I think he said something like, it. like can you imagine? Floyd Mayweather, the man the man the most most paid, I guess athlete, most paid in boxing, gets put in the undercard. Like that's sad.
1: Yeah, it's very sad, uh, but also kind of also uh, also tells you what Bob Arum thinks of him now, because it's kind of like, you know, you yeah,
2: did he thinks that he, he can't draw that big, because if he, if he felt like Manny Pacquiao was a big draw, he would definitely put him in the main event. And, you know, uh, yeah, the last fight, he'll be the, the guy headlining uh, the pay per View, but he's not. So, what did uh, I say? What,
1: what did I say about Bob Aaron? Well, I mean, look at it this way. Uh, Manny Pacquiao had to fly to Australia to fight Jeff Horn. The fight was what? not on pay-per-view. It was on free TV on ESPN. Here, Terrence Crawford's in a fight on pay-per-view. Okay. And Terence and uh, um, Jeff Horn is coming to the States to fight him. So, I mean, what does that say? Um uh, Is Bob Arum no longer in the Pacquiao game? Is he more in the, i got to milk this fucker for as much as I can now because, you know, he ain't drawing what he used to draw anymore. I know, and this is the the thing. What's the point of Pacquiao fighting in the other card of Terrence Crawford, Jeff Horn, if he might not even fight those guys because, I mean, there's still talks of him possibly fighting Basile Lomachenko in November. So why, why would you why would you fight in an undercard unless you're going to fight the winner of Warren Crawford? If he's going to fight those guys, it makes sense. It makes sense. If he's not going to fight them, what's the point of being on the undercard?
2: Why? I agree.
0: That, that, that
2: really make no sense? I don't know. He's trying to push that idea that he possibly might fight the winner of Jim Corn, Terrence Crawford fight. But... I mean, it seems like, I think Panky even said it, it seems like, yeah, he's won. He, he's heading to a fight against either Matisse or Lomachenko. So it really makes no sense.
1: It makes no sense. Um, but we'll wait and see. I mean, our early prediction is Jeff Horn Jeff Horn loses uh, to, to uh, Terrence Crawford. Manny Pacquiao, yeah, we don't know who his opponent is yet um the biggest rumor the biggest uh stake the biggest rumor, the biggest the biggest opponent that's being talked about is mike alvarado who's coming off a win a knockout win Uh, i know that they were talking about him fighting um lucas matisse but my next topic is after talks with golden boy and bob arum about making a fight and which is not being, which is not Pacquiao, um, Lucas Matisse, It was Jorge Linares versus um, Vasily Lomachenko. That fight doesn't seem to be um, going to get made. Um, Golden Boy, uh, Golden Boy fighter Jorge Linares is throwing out a lot of tweets saying, "Hey, I'm waiting for you, man. Let's do this May twenty second. What's going on? You know, I'm waiting for your call. You know, what's holding this fight? I'm seeing
2: that a lot. Uh,
1: I know that." that uh, Bob Arum said that we cannot fight until May 22nd. They are saying, let's do it. Uh, Supposedly what's holding up the fight is the networks because Bob Arum wants to put this on ESPN, but Oscar De La Hoya Golden Boy Promotion are saying, look, we are being offered a shit, a lot more money than what ESPN is offering you guys to put it on HBO because they can put it on the replay of Triple G. Uh, Canelo, and after the Triple G-Canelo replay, we got the main event of Jorge Linares versus Vasily Lomachenko. So let's do it over here. We're going to get paid more money by the network. For some reason, it's not happening. Uh, yeah. I don't It'll know why. Right? Well, I do know why, because the look what happened on Friday. Well, Ray Beltran, who, is a promoted, uh, who was promoted by Top Rank, just won a title at 135. And what a coincidence, Vasila Lomachenko is moving up to 135. Now, with the history of top rank only doing in-house fights, do you split the money with Golden Boy and make a fight that the fans want to see? Or do you be greedy and keep all the fight or keep all the money in-house and have your fighters fight for the belt for basically the WBO top rank belt? Because that's what it is. The WBO top rank belt. Do you do that? It
2: seems like he might go with the second option right
1: there. I think so too. I think so too. I think they're not going to fight Lenora's. I think they're well, going to they're going to go fight. He,
2: that would be interesting, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not surprising. He wants to do an in-house
1: show. Yeah, he's known for doing that, you know. And then that goes that goes to my other question: Is that the reason why Earl Spence... Uh, Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia, and Sean Porter all say, we don't know what this guy can bring to the table yet because we all are aware that he's a top-ranked fighter. We're all aware that uh, Terrence Crawford is willing to fight us, but his promoter might be like, no, 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 no. You're fighting here. You're fighting this opponent. You're fighting in-house. Because from the looks of it, that's what it's shaping up to be because, look, uh, I mean, HBO has made a real offer to to post Basilio Lomachenko versus Lenars for bigger money. Uh, yeah, I know ESPN is uh, investing a lot in top rank, but if HBO is offering you more money for this fight, why aren't you taking the fight? Jorge Lenares is available for May 22nd. They said that they're willing mm-hmm. to fight on May 22nd, so what's holding this fight up? You know, there's nothing holding this fight besides. Bob Baron pulling the trigger and saying fine let's do it I I feel that there's nothing holding back this fight from being made besides that the Bob Arum is, is only honey dicking them honey dicking the, the the fans and saying well we couldn't make the fight so Lomachenko's in a fight Ray Beltran, who is a great great champion
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I don't know
2: is that uh, I mean I, I I hope he does um, negotiate man more with the uh with Al Heyman because it's again really r- fucking ridiculous that he just wants to do it all in-house I mean he's gonna run out of opponents I mean it's either he makes business with Al Heyman or Crawford just leaves top rank
1: yeah that could possibly be a thing where you know I'm gonna leave fucking I don't, don't know
2: how much I don't, I don't know how much he has left I don't know how Crawford has left his contract yeah I don't so know either it's coming up. I see i would suggest just leave top rank. be a
1: free agent look at mikey mikey's a free agent mikey's just fighting for promoters but not signing with them mikey's a free agent look at mikey he's a three-time world champion about to fight for his fourth world title and even mikey garcia said when i move up to welterweight i want to fight the best and if that's keith thurman i'll fight keith thurman so even Mikey said Mikey's throwing himself in the in the mix too about fighting Keith Thurman. Um, it's yeah. a it's an interesting it's a it's a interesting time for boxing. It's a great time to be a boxing fan. Uh, we're seeing yeah. great things right now in boxing. Uh, what the next card is? What March tenth? The, the,
2: the next boxing fight.
1: Yeah,
2: it's uh, March third, I believe. Yeah, March third is the. Uh... Uh, that's from Deontay Wilder and uh, Oh shit, you're right, you're uh, right Luis Ortiz, right?
1: Yeah, March 3rd Alright, hold on, I'm, g- I'm going through the I'm going through the boxing calendar Right now uh, Nothing much, March 1st Don't care, March 2nd Don't care uh, t- 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 March 3rd, New York City Barclays Center, Deontay Wilder Versus Luis King Kong Ortiz for the WBC's Heavyweight title and in the undercard, you got Jermelo Chandler versus Hugo Centeno, uh for the interim WBC middleweight title, and then Andre Darrell versus Jose Yukati, which is a rematch for Darrell's IBF interim super middleweight title. So it's not uh, a bad, it's not a bad card. So we wait like what two two more weeks? So Though this week,
2: uh, yeah,
1: two more weeks, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's see, yeah, two more weeks. In two weeks, man. Huh? Wow. So, we got two weeks after. So, we got two weeks. And then the following, will oh, we? So, guess what? Wait, wait. So, guess what? Deontay Wilder. What? So, on Showtime, you can watch Deontay Wilder versus King Kong Ortiz. Or you can go to Showtime. I mean, Show you can go to HBO, sorry. And watch Sergey Kovalev defend his title against Igor Mikhailenko whatever. For, uh, double, for his WBO title, which is basically an opponent that's handmade, which is tailor-made for Sergey Kovalev to fight. Wait, my question, my question is, which card is gonna drop the most views, Kovalev or Wilder? Mm -hmm. What do you think gonna get the more viewers?
2: I think it's obvious that Showtime will get more viewers
0: because really
2: no one gives a shit about Sergey Kovalev, especially after those two losses he had with uh, uh, Andre Ward. Well, look at Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so 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 obviously Showtime will get more more views. I mean, I'm also even thinking I'm just like saying fuck it, man, and just like try to subscribe to Showtime before this fight happens, man, on, on March 3rd because again, uh, Showtime is, is they're they're, they're putting they're putting on good shows, and it seems like in the next you know six months it's gonna be they're gonna put on good fucking shows. Yeah, HBO on the other hand hasn't said anything to you know to go to go up against that. No, they have not. So, again, uh, Showtime's doing a great job right now with coming up with these big fights, and I really can't wait for the one on March the 3rd. you saw Showtime will get more views.
1: You saw what Showtime did, right? So when the Victor Ortiz-Alexander fight was on, every commercial, after every commercial was going on, the first thing you I think I saw, I think within one set, one commercial set, I saw two commercials for Deontay Wilder versus King Kong Ortiz. They're promoting this fight. They're promoting this fight yeah. on social media. They're promoting this fight a lot on television. I saw when they're promoting boxing, they did it. I don't know about uh, Fox sports one when they threw their PBC cards there, but I'm assuming yeah. so. I'm assuming they're promoting this fight big because it's a big fight. you got Ortiz, I mean Ortiz who is considered to be one of the most dangerous heavyweights out there right now against Deontay Wilder. And, The reason why everyone's so excited because of that and also that if Wilder wins and Joshua wins, it sets up a fight between these two guys later in the fall or later in the summer or in the summertime. So that's why the heavyweight division is so important. That's why you got this fight happening because I think uh, March 3rd is a half fight. I think when is uh, Joshua's fight?
2: When is Anthony Joshua fighting? He's fighting on... Uh, what is it? April
1: I believe yeah, yeah I think it's April
2: look you remember. The, I think I'm on, on April. He's fighting. I'm yeah. looking
1: through the calendar right now So I'm looking at the calendar April So I'm on April 19th so, April 20th right. April 21st Oh, it's Adrian Bronner, which I want to talk about that real quick, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I Don't know. I probably skipped it because I'm going through it really quick, but I think yeah, you're right I think they do fight in April
2: yeah so if you know while they're in on oh, know march, march 31st if, yeah they can easily set it up
1: march 31st march 31st oh, okay so at the end of the month at the end of the March they fight mm-hmm. so they got they don't got bad cards they're pretty good cards um
2: uh, yeah
1: I have a question for you I know you, I'm gonna talk about your yeah. favorite fighter right now you know he's a can man you know anybody can get it. Mexicans, yeah. Puerto Ricans, even women can get it because Adrian Broner a couple weeks ago was arrested for uh, popular, yeah. supposedly slapping woman in the ass. It came out that he didn't and all that shit. Uh, it was bad publicity, especially where Broner is talking about, you know, A.B., I'm going to take over boxing. I'm, a, I'm serious about the game. And after I beat Omar Figueroa, I'm going to go back and beat Sean Porter. I'm going to go back and beat Mikey. You know, I'm going to do all that shit. Uh, do you, again, this is Broner being Broner. You know, you don't, I, I don't believe him anymore. I don't think he's about boxing. I think he likes being this bad boy and reality TV
2: star. I, I read that, uh, it's so true. Broner uh, Broner's just going to go down as a story of like, he, you know, he, he, he could have been like, uh, like that story. He could have been this. He could have been that.
1: If he like got his shit together, he could have been one of the best.
2: And another—that's that's another sad story because he's very talented. I've never denied that. I never denied. I never said that he, he wasn't good in the ring. He's really talented. He's really good in the ring. I just, I, again, I just never liked the attitude. I remember when I first saw him on TV, I, I hated him. And I remember he told me, and you remember he said, "Tell your word please." Oh, uh, for
1: some reason, guys the phone call got cut off real quick Um, give us a sec I'm going to try to get him back but uh, going into it Brian was talking about you know that Adrian Broner is a good fighter who's going to go down as possibly one of the most uh, talented fighters who never lived up to his potential so I'm trying to get Brian back on the line right now Uh, bear with us we do apologize This this is a spontaneous episode this is an episode where we're Brian is talking to me via phone call because he does live in Santa Maria. I am based here in Southern California.
2: Hello, hello.
1: Hey, man. Sorry, I lost connection about that.
2: All cool.
1: Right, uh, you back? Okay, good. So I was telling the fans that you were talking about the Adrian Broner it has the talent, but will live down as one of those fighters that never lived up to his full potential because he he rather be a rapper, an uh, Instagram star, a porn star.
2: Uh, than, a, than a fighter exactly that's, that's exactly what he wants he wants to do and that's what he's focusing on and again that's sad story because he's really talented who knows where he, you know he would be like he, he could have been really the, the next you know uh, pay-per-view star big pay-per-view star but again he just wants to go out and just you know be very controversial and again sad story for that guy
1: now this is my question Adrian Bruno got arrested for that. He, um, yeah. The media, the sports media didn't mention that Omar Figueroa also got arrested for a DUI.
2: And oh, both, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember reading that.
1: Yeah. And both of these guys are supposed to fight each other. You know, yeah. I mean, the, from, we, from what we know, Adrian Bronner ain't drinking because we haven't seen a drink in his hand. But uh, Omar Figueroa gets arrested for a DUI. So, are these fighters taking their fight seriously or is this just kind of. Uh, is this a case of, you know, fighters that could be good, but they just like to fuck around too much?
2: I don't know. Man. I guess this is, I don't know, a, a crazy coincidence. I, I'm, not, I'm not fucking sure because when I saw that, you know, both got in trouble, I was like, fuck, so is a fight going to happen then? <laughs> is it going to be canceled? Like, damn, what a, what a coincidence. These two are getting in trouble right before their fight.
1: So, we'll see what happens. I know that Broner was released, was the last week? Omar Figueroa is going to probably deal with it after his fight or deal with it during the fight. So, leading into their fight, they're both going to have legal issues. Mm -hmm. And is that going to be distracting? Is that going to be motivation? Uh, We'll wait to find out. Um, I have no winner for that fight because, to be honest, I really don't care about that fight as much.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, I'll, maybe
1: I'll change my mind when I'm getting there, but uh, I really don't care. The, the one topic I wanted to talk about and we skipped it was the post fight interviews uh, press conference and interviews uh, was we were talked about earlier. The post fight press conference of uh, Danny Garcia Brandon Rios both uh, giving each other compliments. Brandon Rios saying that uh, I guess he's under the impression that uh, Robert Garcia stopped the fight. For that he threw in the towel that he shouldn't have thrown in the towel, that he gets that, you know, they love that, you know, Robert likes, loves me, but I need a trainer. I don't need someone that looks out for me because he loves me. I need a trainer that's going to look out for me and know that I am. I will do anything to win the fight, that I would have got up and I would have won the fight. He said that. Um, Brandon also said that what pisses him off is that he trained so hard that he put everything in this fight, and he lost, and he knows that reporters, the critics, the bloggers, the trolls, the assholes are going to talk shit about him, say that he's a bum, that he ain't no good, and that's what's going to piss him off. And then Danny Garcia Sr. came out, and I quote, hey, Brandon, don't worry. No, uh, Danny, Danny Jr. said, hey, Brandon, don't worry about the critics, bro. I was champion for five years, and they still talk shit about me until somebody can do what we do, bro. Fuck them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Danny Senior said, Danny's the Garcia Senior said, Don't worry about what they say. Fuck these motherfuckers. And I'm not saying word for word. This is basically me summing it in my words. Fuck them, you know. Uh, You're a warrior. You brought it. You gave us a good fight. You know, we took you seriously. He goes, Fuck what these guys have to say. And then Danny Garcia's dad was saying, Look, it's fucked up, man. This is the politics in boxing. that's fucked up. You lose one fight. He goes, um, Danny caught Brandon at the right time. He goes, he hit him with a good punch. We trained for this fight. He was harder than, he was tougher than we thought he was going to be, but we trained for that anyways. Uh, he goes, it's funny that you lose one fight. We're uh, critics, uh, reporters, uh, trolls are right away to say, he should retire. He sucks. He's a bum. He's this, he's that, Etc. Etc. But mm-hmm. in the MMA world, you can lose five fight, five fights in a row and no one is saying to retire and you're still getting you're still getting the attention. you're still getting the big mm-hmm. fights. but in boxing, you lose a fight and you're done you, you're done, you go back to the bottom or we throw you away like yesterday's the, yesterday's trash. Uh, I felt that was an yeah. interesting uh, an interesting comment by him because it is true. Um, I'm starting to watch MMA a little bit more. And yeah, you're you're seeing fighters that, when you look at the records, you're saying, what the fuck? Wait, and you're still fighting in the main cards? Um, this past, uh, last night on Sunday, there was a UFC fight on F- FS- FS1, which was Donald Cerrone. And anybody who knows Donald Cerrone, uh, for boxing people who don't, Donald Cerrone is like the Thunder God of MMA.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he is
1: never in a he is never in a dull fight. Always action packed, always ready to fight. Uh, Donald Cerrone lost his last fight, and he lost big. Like he got beat up, he got beat the shit out of. And now he's main eventing an FS1 card. In boxing, if Danny if Danny Garcia beat the shit out of Brandon Real so bad, like I mean, beat the shit out of him. Brandon Reels will not be getting a main event spot on a PBC card. Yeah, because so the politics is kind of fucked up. He goes, you know, that's what um, Danny's dad was saying. The politics is fucked up. How is it that we say in MMA, you know, oh fuck, don't worry, man, you got ten losses, don't worry about it. You know, you still, you know, you got the next fight. You know, look good in the next fight. And boxing is, you lose, oh, you lost. Okay, motherfucker, you need to retire then. We don't want to see you no more. Fuck you. You're you're a loser. Nobody likes a loser. Which is funny. I didn't understood that, man. Which is is contradictive because it's funny when you hear fighters who criticize Mayweather. Well, Mayweather's not a real champion because he's never taken a loss. All great champions have taken a loss. Which is correct. (laughs) Which is correct. Which is correct. You know, uh, Ali took a loss. Leonard took a loss Roy Jones took a loss Manny Pacquiao's taken a loss all these great fighters have taken losses And but but, uh, the difference is all these fighters are loved Danny Garcia took a loss against Keith Thurman I remember reading well Danny sucks he was never really that good uh, maybe he should retire because he's never he's never gonna be in the elite level. He was never in the elite level. He was a sham. He should just retire. He shouldn't embarrass himself anymore. These are the comments that I read for Danny Garcia when he lost against Keith Thurman, and it was a split decision loss. And I'm reading this, the Brandon Reels loss, and I'm reading the same thing. Brandon sucks. Brandon was never really good. Brandon was a cherry picked opponent. Uh, Brandon should just go back and retire. All this shit, and I'm looking as a boxing fighter, uh, fighter as a boxing fan. I'm looking at it as well. No, Brandon Rios proved that he deserves to be in the ring with these guys, and with a little bit of uh, a couple more fights, he probably would have gave Danny Garcia a good, a good fight, a better fight than when he gave him last um, past Saturday night. But mm-hmm. the politics, man, like. Uh, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say, Brian, but the politics here is really fucked up in boxing when it comes to that. Yeah.
2: I'm really fucking noticing
1: that, really. You know, perfect example. Look at a... Uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey just got knocked out twice in a row by... Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. I forgot her name. Something Holmes. And
2: Holly uh, um, uh, Holmes. Holly Holmes,
1: thank you. Got knocked out by Holly nice. Holmes and Amanda Nunes. If Ronda Rousey were to say, "I am gonna make," I want to do another title run. She would be main eventing a pay per view right now. Yeah, can the same thing be said if my Floyd Mayweather ever lost? If again, I know the fans are gonna say, "There we go, here we go again, here goes Ruckus talking about Mayweather." The reason I'm talking about Mayweather because I am not. I've experienced or read or seen so much hatred, so much dislike for one fighter. So I always use him as the example because, besides Danny Garcia, there was no other fighter that got so much shit from fans, from critics, from reporters, from trolls, from everybody than Floyd Mayweather. If Floyd Mayweather were gonna not would have gotten knocked out two times in a row and said I'm gonna come back on pay per view, people would have said No, fuck you, you should retire. Only in MMA can mm-hmm. you take a loss like that. And still main event a pay-per-view. Still be a big draw. How, how, why is that? Is it the MMA fans are more loyal to the fighters? Or is it boxing fans are just kind of... We don't care what you did before. We care what you're doing now. It's what you do for me now.
2: And that's what it seems like, really. Yeah. It's, that's how... As boxing fans are. It seems like that. It don't matter how how you were before. It's about right now. But I think, in other words, man, boxing fans really like to like to bitch and complain, man. It's just like when I like the the fans in the WWE. It's the same thing, man. Like they just love to fucking complain. And I think you're right. I think the UFC fans are more loyal to the fighters because you're right. If Ronda Rousey came back she said she wanted to, you know, make like another comeback, she would definitely main event. The uh, you know their event. Wow. Man, I mean, it's the truth. I no, mean, no, it is the truth. It, it's, it's the truth. I mean, they love the bitch and complain. I mean, just like your other show, man, uh, Ramen Alcoholics. Like you guys, you know, you're, you keep, you guys are pretty controversial if, if you think about it. You really are. You really are. Because why? Because some people just don't know. They don't, they don't. They think your opinions. You know, they think they, 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 the stuff you guys say, is bullshit, and they get offended. And again, there we go. They're bitching and complaining. Like It's like you said. If you don't like it, just keep scrolling, man. But in boxing, uh, it, it shouldn't be that way, man. Again, if they lost, had two losses, don't write them off that quickly, man. Like Give them a chance. Bitch. Look at um, Chocolatito, man. He, he had two losses, and I'm already thinking he should retire. And I think we talked about it, I think, off the air. Like, oh, he just needs to bounce back. He needs to learn something. But don't write him off. I think i that. I
1: think if you're taking back to back to back losses, and if you're getting the if you're getting the same punishment back to back to back, then maybe you should be tired. But if you're still competitive, okay, per- this is my this is the this is my thing. Let me rephrase that. Boxing it does do that. It does do um does forget the losses. Uh, I just mentioned the late the late uh, Arturo Gatti. Arturo Gatti. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that would lose a fight. Badly and then come back and still sell out Atlantic City. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that perfect example he lost to Mayweather. He got the shit beat out of him by Floyd Mayweather. He comes back and sells out Atlantic City. You know yeah, against, man, that's pretty against, true. Car, against Carlos Very baldemir true, right? Against Carlos Baldemir. And then he gets the shit beat out of him by Carlos Baldemir. And then he goes, "You know what? I'm going to come back." And he sells out Atlantic City again. The, is is it is it the fans? Is it the loyalty of the fans? Like maybe 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 MMA fighters have more loyal fans than boxing fans. You know, I I would like to think that there are more boxing fans loyal that we have the same loyal fans in boxing like in MMA, but perfect. I mean, we just said right now Ronda Rousey got knocked the fuck out twice in a row. And if she were to say, "Fuck the WWE, I'm going back to MMA." I want to win my title back. She would be main eventing the pay per view, and the pay per the pay per view would be close to doing a million buys. If Floyd Mayweather, if Floyd Mayweather got knocked out twice in a row, Floyd Mayweather would never be seen again because nobody wants to see that man again. Because be, they're gonna say, "Nah, man, you were never that good. You sucked. You go fuck yourself. Why don't you go beat some women?" Blah blah blah. You, you, who knows what they would say. But Mm -hmm. there are certain fighters in boxing that still get that kind of... uh, It doesn't... Don't worry. You're still good. Manny Pacquiao. Perfect example. Manny Pacquiao got knocked the fuck out by um, Juan Manuel Marquez. And ever since then, we have seen the decline of Manny Pacquiao. But now, lately, we're seeing to the point where nobody wants to see him anymore. And Bob Aaron was taking him on the card. But before that, he was still main eventing pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. He's main eventing ESPN cards because Manny Pacquiao still has a loyal fan base. So is it to a point where cr- the do do the critics, do the reporters look at it as well? They have a better fan base. So I better talk good about him because I don't want to get – I, I kind of want these guys to click on my article more and more and more. Or is it that what have you done for me lately? Because I just gave you two examples. Oh, uh, was a fighter who would lose, lose badly, but still come back. And people would be like, hey. You know, I never heard people talk about, well, Gotti should retire. You know, hey, after the Mayweather loss, Gotti should retire. And there were, it, I, I, I remember reading articles saying, well, hey, Gotti's Gotti, man, he's a blood and guts warrior. You win some, you lose some, man, fuck it. We're just, gonna, we can't wait to see him again. And then he loses again to Baldemir, and it's fuck it. Hey, Gotti's a blood and guts warrior, man. You win some, you lose some. Maybe next time. And then he loses again, and now it's kind of like. Yeah, he's, it's, it's Gotti. It's it's just, it's Gotti. And, hey, you win some and you lose some and he's lost a lot. But, hey, fuck it, man. If you, you know, we can't wait to see him again. And Gotti was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. Three losses in a row and I've got my ass beat. I'm done. Yeah. But it's kind of. It, yeah, That's the case with that. Is it that case where, is it the fans? Is it the loyal fan base? And the reporters are kind of looking at the loyal fan base? What I mean, I don't get it.
2: I, I'm trying to I'm
1: trying to understand it's very
2: this. I don't know bipolar I don't know man. It's like they, they they just give you mixed messages man. They they really do. It's harder to understand it. It, it could be that. It could be that you have to be you have to like you have to grab the fans' attention and just I don't know. I guess I guess Gotti was special, like a lot I always hear that, you know, Gotti was very special. And, yeah, I don't know. Gotti was I, special.
1: spectacular so. special I mean, at the same time, you're looking, we're looking at this generation of fighters, and like I said, right now, if you were to read Brandon Rios' thing, people are talking about Brandon should retire, and after a performance like that, Brandon should should not put his head down. He should put his head up. He should be proud of the performance okay. he pulled out. He was in the fight, you know. He got, you know, mm-hmm. hey, he got caught with the right hand. It could have happened to anybody that night. But you know, you have nothing to be ashamed about, man. Why aren't we seeing? Hey, fucking man. Brandon Rios is good, man. You win some, you lose some. Fuck, come back the next fight. Come back better. Why is it that right away yeah. we go and say, oh, fuck it, he sucks. Retire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it, you were never that good, fucker. Get the fuck out of here. You know, why is that? You know, I, don't, I it, it it upsets me. It upsets me that we... That I, I think and I'm sorry to say this to certain boxing fans, I think boxing fans are bandwagoners. When they're winning, you're with them. When they're losing, oh, they're never that good, man. They sucked. They sucked.
2: Yeah, it seems that way. And It really does not And, and it's
1: And it's a bipolar thing, like you said. It's bipolar. Yeah, it is. It's just
2: fucking bipolar, really. It, it just, it, again, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. I, I guess you really have to be, I guess, very special. I, I don't know, man. But yeah, when you brought up Gotti, I, I I totally for I can't believe I totally forgot about that. Right? Like that's how loyal the fans were to, to gotti, You don't see that no more. Yeah, you, and I think that's what it is. I, I think we're in a new generation where, like, I don't think these boxing fans are one hundred percent loyal to these fighters.
1: It's only what can you do for me? Exactly. It's like, a, exactly. I mean, like uh, it's like that uh, uh,
2: quote.
1: That's like that quote uh, that uh, Sergio Martinez said. When I beat Julio Cesar Chavez, I had 115 missed calls c- to congratulate yeah. me. When I lost Dakota, I only had I only had a uh, one missed call. That was from my mom. <laughs> totally like that, yeah.
2: Like, but one missed call from my own and one from my mom. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, I, yeah two. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like, but that's the reality in boxing. That's the really reality about- in boxing, yeah. man. And like you said, it's like round it's like. You know, when rabbit alcoholics, when they like us, they'll like us. When they stop liking us, we're going to be controversial. And, yeah, we're controversial, but right now, people like us. Just like this podcast. Mm-hmm. This podcast, I mean, I'll bet you right now there are fans are talk- fans that don't like us, but they listen to us. You know, and they're probably fans that do like us, and they still listen to us, loyally. We thank you. But when, they, wait, when, wait, wait. when we no longer entertain these fans, they're going to be, man, fuck this show. This show was never that good. Fuck ruckus, fuck B Ray, fuck the Ram Alcoholics. We're gonna see a lot of that stuff, and that comes, that yeah. comes, and that comes with the game. You know that comes with, with, with the territory of when you, when you do things. But I think uh, Danny Garcia's dad hit it, hit the right note. I know they they even say I'm controversial. Yeah, he's controversial, but he he made a good point. Why is it that we bash these fighters? Why is it that we do things to these fighters, man? Especially when you you we're personally fucking their careers up.
2: You know? You know, it, it, well, what also what affects me is that they they do that, right? And then let's just say the a certain boxer passes away, then they come back, you get I me, mean, to that bandwagon praising them, telling how great they were. It's it just again, that, that that shit like that for, uh, frustrates
1: me. Yeah, It does. But, I mean, this is the sport of boxing. It's been here for, been, been here longer than me and you. It's still going to be here after me, after you, me and you pass away. So that's the way it is, mm-hmm. man. But we love this sport. Um, the fans who listen to us love this sport as well. And, yeah. I mean, fuck it, man. It, it is what it is.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It's what it is. That's how it is. And it's sad. It's pretty fucking sad, really, for a boxer to go through something like
1: that. Yeah. But uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm about to throw in the towel, Brian. I'm kind of a little bit tired. I've been having a headache yeah, all day, yeah. and I know you're. You probably have something planned with with your wife. mm
2: mm-hmm. So. Uh yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good one, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe we come back in get in two weeks for the fight,
1: or maybe, come, uh, maybe come showtime. back next week. Yeah, maybe come back next week to break his next week's mm-hmm. the fight so maybe next week we come in we break the we break um ortiz wilder down we talk about what happens what happens if whoever wins and all this good stuff mm-hmm. and uh, whatever box and whatever related boxing news come up i mean oh shit before i forget fuck man i just remembered uh conor mcgregor is saying that floyd mayweather walked away from the fight oh that's right
2: yeah getting remind you yeah i saw that on uh on Connor's page, yeah, on Instagram and he said that. And he said th- he just basically congratulated, him, hey, you retired, okay, cool. And he just backed out. I'm not surprised, really, but uh, I was surprised that Connor McGregor said those words uh, for two uh, to Floyd Mayweather.
1: Not surprised motherfuckers.
2: Surprised motherfuckers <laughs> So yeah, I can't wait to forget about that, yes. Boys yeah, back down.
1: Conor, yeah Conor McGregor. Conor I quote, "My son Floyd Mayweather has walked out of the rematch talks."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I quote, "I'm happy for Floyd in his recent announcement. That he is out of these current fight negotiations, this is it is a it is the reason I never asked the never asked the rematch in the first place. I'm happy for him in the retirement. What the fuck are you talking about? Dana White was on record saying that you're begging for a rematch to fight him again,
0: and he said he said."
1: I never sought, I never was seeking the rematch in the first place. Yeah, you were. He continues by saying the game is very unforgiving. It's in a very unforgiving one. It's not like other games. I understand completely him staying retired. I will now carry on in my negotiation to see where it goes. Continues yeah. by saying, Have a great retirement junior. Now come come here and give your old man a hug from old time six. I'm proud of you, yeah. son. Yours truly <laughs> senior. So, yeah, is he confirming that Floyd Mayweather wanted to fight him in MMA? Or were there talks about him fighting in boxing? From the looks of it, it looks like they're going to fight in MMA. hmm I
2: do know. Wait, that's the impression that I'm getting when I read that.
1: Floyd has yet to respond to that. Um, usually Floyd's very quick to respond to something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he has failed to respond to that.
2: It's, yeah, it seems like that, uh, again, I, they're probably Warren talk. Again, the impression he was saying, the, the impression he gave me uh, saying that on, on whatever, on Twitter, so, uh, on Instagram, that it seemed like there was some negotiations of a UFC fight of Floyd made with and Conor McGregor. Especially that Floyd coming out saying that he's going to be in the octagon in 2018. Yeah. So I'm going to sue it with
1: that. No, yeah. So we'll see what happens now. Um,
2: mm-hmm,
1: exactly. I mean, Mayweather doesn't fight him. We'll now McGregor moves on to negotiating a UFC return, and Mayweather goes back to flying in his private jets and doing what Floyd Mayweather does, which is spend money and promote his uh, girl collection strip club in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm, yeah. So we'll it's true. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We'll see what happens next. But, uh... hmm other than that, I'm kind of tapped yeah, out. I don't know what else to talk about. We're already uh, going into an hour and a half on the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything to say or are you good to go? Uh,
2: no, not, not, not really, no. Uh, nothing, not really. Nothing much in wrestling so far at the moment. No. Got nothing it. at all. Nothing new, I should say. Yeah, no one got suspended and all that. <laughs> okay.
1: Nope. Well, folks... Here at the is uh, boxy Cipher, uh, we're gonna call it quits today. Uh, we will be back next <laughs> week. We will be back next week to break down uh, Wilder versus Ortiz, and again, like I said, we said earlier, to talk about any other uh, developments in boxing, whether it be a possible Honey Dick MMA fight, or whether it be more, like- more, more, uh, bragging, more talks about I'll fight him, I'll, I'll fight him, I'll fight him, but I don't know about him yet. Uh, We'll talk about that and many more things here at the show. But for myself and the B-man, we're going to sign off. Mm
2: -hmm. All right. Exactly. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: That's right, man. Catch us on Instagram. Hit that like button. And don't forget to download and subscribe for next time. Exactly. See you guys.
2: Have a good day, everyone.
0: But your door fans get guaranteed customer satisfaction. Well, it's certainly been a night of surprises and tough action. None bigger than this. Maybe the biggest upset this of this decade. decade. let Are filled with adventure, and Go Go Squeeze is there for every run, jump, step of the way. Made from wholesome ingredients like 100% fruit and veggies, real yogurt, and no artificial anything. In go anywhere pouches, so our kids can keep going wherever their adventures take them. Go Go Squeeze, you make the memories, we'll make the snacks. Find us in the applesauce aisle. Let's go.